you're listening to The Ashley Lachlan Show. I'm Ashley, and I'm here to help you build a wildly successful and profitable business on social media. I created my own rags to riches story and built a seven-figure business on social media in the midst of motherhood, and my passion is helping other female entrepreneurs do the same. I'm sharing my best marketing, mindset, and sales strategies to help you love the process and scale your business to six figures and beyond. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to today's episode where I have a very special guest, a friend, um, a peer, and someone who is bringing something completely new to the podcast. Um, And you are in for such a special treat. So I have my girl Tiffany here and she's a multidisciplinary quantum healer and she is about to blow us away. So Tiffany, first of all, welcome. Can you tell me what that title even means? Yeah, sure. So hi, everyone. Thanks for having me today, Ashley. I really am so excited to talk to you finally, like on this platform and just dig into what it is that I do and how you've helped me over the years. So yeah, like you said, I'm a multidisciplinary quantum healer. Um, I use a variety of modalities such as somatic breathwork coaching, soul alignment coaching. I'm Reiki master trained um, and I'm an advanced Akashic records reader. And I use all of these modalities combined with my natural energetic strategy as a reflector to help move people from a misaligned life, wondering, you know, when they hit 30 and they're just not happy, how did I get here? What am I doing wrong? Everything feels like it's anxiety riddled and I'm just unfulfilled back into alignment with their sole purpose and learning how to make shifts in this world to make an impact. That is amazing. So, so what are you going to be focusing on most? What are, what are our listeners going to get out of this podcast? Yeah. So I want to talk to you today about why mindset work alone is not going to help you manifest the life of your dreams, the business of your dreams, and how you can make small shifts using somatic breath work, you know, simple energy techniques and your intuition to move from ego fed desires into soul led life of purpose. Oh, I love, love that. Love that. So the title mindset is in the title of this podcast. And I think it's so important, but it's also what I've really been focusing on lately is more of like, okay, nervous system regulation and all of the things that you've just mentioned. So I am so excited to bring this to my listeners. Tell us first a little bit about yourself. I love you most because you own an ice cream shop, but tell us a little bit briefly about yourself and how you got into this work. You just make me sound like I do everything. <laughs> um, yeah. So I have 20 years of experience in healthcare. Um, I have my MBA in finance and I've been diving deep on the drivers of healthcare now working for a you know, one of the top insurance companies in America. And when I had my spiritual awakening in 2021, I kind of used that as a way to pivot into more holistic wellness transformations that included your mind, your body, and your spirit. And, you know, we met doing like the body work we were, you know, it's actually called body now. Yeah. Beach body. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yeah. Network marketing days. Um, And that was, you know, leaving me super unfulfilled, like anti-diet culture, all of that stuff was just coming online then. And the intuitive eating was more like, this is, this makes more sense to me. (laughs) Um, 
So yeah, then I, I went on this huge path to finding out who I really was doing some soul work. And one of the main drivers of change for me was my own crippling anxiety. So, you know, I am on that border, that cusp of Gen X and millennial, and we were told to do all the things, you know, we were told like what our life needed to look like in order to be happy and fulfilled and how much money we needed to make. And, you know, you end up crossing 30, you got the husband, you got the kids, you have the six figure career, you're doing all the things and it's unfulfilling. And I went on this five, seven year journey of how to figure out how to make myself happy so that I could be a better wife, be a better mom and all of that. Um, And it really just took me down this path of inward, you know, silence and understanding a lot about me. I found breath work then to help me through that. And the somatic breath work that I do, it helps you release all of your triggers, your traumas, your limiting beliefs from your cell and body memory. So when you think about everything that's caused you trauma in your lifetime, whether it be capital T trauma, like, you know, experiencing a catastrophic accident or you watching a loved one die or something along those lines, abuse, all of those things to, you know, little T traumas, like mean girl syndrome or, you know, stage fright or, you know, issues that came from gaslighting or people pleasing, all of these things that we don't realize we're taking on and creating programs between the age of zero and seven, they last with us. And as you move through life, anytime you come up against a trigger, your body goes into contraction mode and it causes you to not allow you to put your energy there to break through it. And that's really the work that I do is I take you through this all these modalities, this multidisciplinary (laughs) modalities that I use to help you release these triggers and traumas from the body. So that next time you come up against the situation, you're able to move past it. You're able to grow. You're able to evolve. You're able to get back into alignment, regulate your nervous system, all these wonderful things that come along with that rest and digest phase where, you know, you're opening yourself up to healing. Well, that is so good. So that leads me into my first question is you mentioned that mindset and affirmations aren't enough. Um, They won't help you to get your goals, manifest your highest potential in life, business, love, et cetera. So why do you feel that? Why do you say that? Um, There are a lot of coaches out there that have mindset work as the main driver of focus. And until you, mindset work is great. It's great as a pillar of um, shifting how you think, but say you're on this track from a to Z and what you want and what you truly desire in life is at Z. But every time you get to M, something happens where you self-sabotage, or you get to a point where you're like, I'm not worthy of this. Or you heard a story in your head a million times, you know, that mean girl comes online, talks you out of it. And you go back to a, You can't get past that point because of all of the stories that you have and all of the subconscious programming that you've taken up along the way. So the work that I do helps you to go deep on that. It helps you to identify that initial trigger. And it's, like I said, it's all formed between zero and seven typically. And so it's not even something that you think it's going to be. For example, one of the, (laughs) I had this fear of um, basically in my work, I was responsible for telling clients exactly, you know, what they needed to hear about their medical claims data. And I had this fear of being called out for not knowing that I 
knew I was the expert on I was like spending weeks looking at it, but I had this fear that they were going to call me out and like stub me. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out where this came from. I go into one of my sessions. I'm doing the breath work. It came from stage fright during a, uh, what are those things called? A talent show in fifth grade that I didn't even want to do. I got talked into. It was like this people pleasing, like trauma that came out of it. And I'm like, you're kidding me. That is the cause of it. As soon as I cleared that, no issues giving my presentations anymore. Like things like that can really open you up to learning what's driving your resistance, what's driving all of these pain points in your life, these, these limiting beliefs, these triggers. Um, and then you have the ability with the awareness that you create in that moment to react differently the next time it comes around. And if you're just doing mindset work and you're just saying those affirmations in the mirror every day, you're not under, you're not addressing those underlying causes that are deep in your subconscious brain. So you have to get yourself into a state where you can do that. So what is somatic breath work? You keep mentioning this, explain this to us. So there's, this is like one of those buzzwords that's out there right now, but there's several different types of breathing that you can use to get into this state of almost like hypnosis. It's an alpha theta brainwave state. And so you can use holotropic breath work, rebirthing breath work, euphoric, diaphragmatic. You've heard, I'm sure you've heard some of these breath work techniques. It's basically a conscious cyclical breath. It's a double inhale in and a release. And so you're just basically continuously breathing. And I don't like to say hyperventilating. I like to say like hyperventilation. It's like taking in more air. <laughs> and with that comes a variety of, you know, biochemical processes, pH changes, oxidation of your cells. Um, it helps you for the first 25 minutes. It's, it's full of resistance, but what it does is it basically allows you to turn off your prefrontal cortex and that's your ego mind, your monkey mind. That's the, that keeps you in that container of safety. It's worked your whole life to keep you safe in your comfort zone. And you know, what are all those sayings about the comfort zone? Like nothing ever grows. That's worth it there. So you remove your ego mind in the first 25 minutes, and then you continue to breathe for another 30 minutes. At that point, your brain releases DMT. Have you heard of this? It's called the spirit molecule. Yes. A lot of people are experiencing DMT with plant medicine ceremonies, and that's, that's a wonderful way to experience it. But for me, I like to experience it with the breath work because as my busy mom of to running this whole show here. I do not have time to be high for five to six hours. <laughs> It'd be really nice though. I mean, <laughs> I have to be able to snap back into it and not be like laughing hysterically. Um, my kids would, they would call me out on that for sure. Uh, and I don't like to do things at night. I, I you know, I require a lot of sleep, <laughs> like a sleep hygiene diva. And so like, I don't want to be up until four o'clock in the morning, taking DMT journeys. <laughs> Your kids come down in the living room, <laughs> laughing my ass off, right? <laughs> oh my. Oh, so, anyway, this DMT allows you to go super deep into your subconscious brain. And it's a beautiful journey that you go on. And I take advantage of all the stages that your brain waves are going through. And I basically help you identify the trigger. And then I help you to reframe it. And then we you know, pour in affirmations of love and truth and all these things while you're in this deep hypnosis, which are going to be more effective than you standing in front of the mirror <laughs> or you're trying to put your mascara on saying, I am beautiful. I am worthy. I'm telling the deepest parts of your brain that you're beautiful and worthy, right? 
So that's- okay, so <laughs> do you do this with people in real time or do you have this as a recording people can do on their own? So many different ways. Yeah. So I have an in-person event. Um, if you're in the Philadelphia area and you're interested in coming to that, um, it's on March 15th. And then I have a monthly guided transformational breath work that I do on the first Wednesday of every month. So we're filming this on the first Wednesday of the month of, of March. So it's actually tonight. Um, and so I guide everyone on zoom, you're able to do it on a zoom call. It's, it's nothing like I have to be there in person, but when I am able to do it in person, I can do somatic body work too. Um, so I'm able to help you. Like, I I think what people realize is that your body is this huge source of wisdom and there's all these embodiment practices that you can do. Breath work is a really great way to do that, but you have to listen to your body. And so when you get into the breath work, you want to let you like you're experiencing resistance and you want to be stiff for some reason, but the best way to move through it is to move your body. So I'm sitting there coaching you. I'm helping you move your body. I'm reminding you wiggle your hips, rock your body, like things like that. So yeah. Um, and I don't really have any recordings that I have for this, but yeah. Okay. Well, that's something you could do in the future. I'm always giving you business ideas because I feel yeah. like people could get that and then watch the recording when it's convenient for them. Um, but I'm thinking like, wow, that's a long time to just sit there and breathe. My mind mm-hmm. it will be how, – how do you deal with people's minds racing and thinking of other things? I'm telling them what to think. I'm taking okay. them on this visual journey. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. I love that because I'm like, oh, I should be doing this. Hmm, I wonder <laughs> if I ever turn the stove off. Um, okay. So – you um, are a long time student of mine. I think you own every offer that I've ever put out there, but um, we did a one-on-one call and we've talked about human design before. And I'd love for you to talk more about human design, why that matters. You explained to me that you are a reflector, what that means and why, why you're so different. <laughs> right. So human design is basically your energetic strategy in this lifetime. And it takes into account the astrology of your birth, the astronomy of your birth, which is like the entire cosmos. Uh, It also takes into account a nine chakra body system and uh, your energetic flow, which is called like I I Ching or something. I'm not an expert in human design. And if any of your your listeners want that, I can definitely point them in the direction of of the woman that I would recommend. Um, So your human design in this lifetime, there are five different types. You're either a I think, are you a generator? I'm a manifesting generator. Manifesting generator. There's uh, two generator types. There's the manifesting generator and the generator, and they make up the majority of the population. And they are energetic beings. They have their own energy centers that create energy for them. And they are able to just keep going and going and going. So the generators are the builders. And when they're not operating in a sense of identity, identifying with what's aligned for them, they're going, they're going to be frustrated. That's the emotion that they go to. Um, they always want to follow things that are bringing them excitement and joy. And then you have the manifesting generator, which is a, you know, split off of that. They're basically like, I I won't say like the unicorn, but they're basically like the, uh, they can do anything. Right. (laughs) Like the lucky, like business driven, like all of that stuff manifesting generators all the way. Then you have the manifestors and this is about 7% of the population and they're a non-energy being. And when manifestors are not in alignment with what they want to be doing, their go-to emotion is anger. And manifestors are here to be the innovator of change. So we have the builders of that change. We have someone who has to innovate that change and that's the manifestor. Um, My son is a manifestor. 
very, very stubborn, very, they have their are their aura basically is resistant and it's resistant because they're here to innovate change and they don't need your ish getting into their way. Whereas the generator types, they have this enveloping aura. they're like a big warm hug. They're like Olaf, right? <laughs> when you walk into a room, they light everyone up. Everyone's glad that they're there. Um, and then we have the projectors and they're about 20% of the population. They are the seer. They see everything that needs to be done, but they need someone to ask them to share their wisdom with the world. And when no one's asking them to share their wisdom, they become bitter. That's just their go-to emotion. Um, projectors are super wise and they, they basically are here to show the way out, show what's capable. And then we have the reflectors and that's 1% of the population. So reflectors are like the canary in the coal mine for alignment and health and well-being of the community. And I think you can, like, that's probably why I was drawn to like always be, I mean, I work for a healthcare company. I was doing Beachbody, right? I always wanted to be like focused on health and wellness and alignment and all of that, but I didn't understand it at the time. So reflectors, they operate on wanting to always be in surprise. Like I love, I love, I don't love to be surprised, but I love saying, oh my God, I'm so surprised at the outcome of that, like that type of thing. Um, and when I'm not alignment, I am extremely disappointed. That is my go-to emotion. <laughs> so reflectors have an aura that is resistant or it's, um, it's like a Teflon, uh, sheet pan basically. So nothing can stick to me. And I used to, before I was, you know, figuring out what, what my energy type was and everything like that. I knew I was an empath but I always used to wear other people's emotions and it used to like bog me down. I used to feel their energy and I used to like, just get, I could feel like I needed to walk on eggshells. If somebody walked in and they were angry, I could always sense people's emotions and it was really hard. And then once I understood how my energy field worked, I became resistant to that. And I can, you know, I can be in any setting and just sampling what's going on and understanding who needs to hear what and who needs to see what, but reflectors can be really triggering at the same time, because I'm your mirror of like what you need to work on. And the Tiffany that you get is what you need to see. Whereas like the Tiffany that my husband gets is what he needs to see. And I'm always here, like reflecting to you, the shit that you need to work on. So I love this. Okay. So the whole, I, I don't know what my, you've told me before that I should figure out what my kids are because it really helps with parenting. Um, but I never found out what they are. And I, and as you're going through all the types, I'm like, Oh, that's my husband. No, maybe that's my husband. No, so I really, I need to figure out who he is, how I know you're not, you know, HD isn't your wheelhouse, isn't your main thing, but how can people use this in their relationships, in business, in, you know, life? Yeah. I think understanding how your energy operates understanding first off, are you an energetic being or like Ashley is an energetic being? Um, for the most part, what I've discovered is generators and manifesting generators, they get frustrated when they're with somebody who just doesn't seem to have energy. And yes. oh my God, <laughs> like I literally have no sleep. I have, you know, my kids keep me up literally all night. I get maybe two hours total. And then when people are like, oh, I'm so tired, I get so mad at them. I'm like, you have no idea what tired is. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just expected to keep going here. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. So understanding like what your drivers are of, of that. And then also another thing that you can do when you know your, your type is to recognize the emotions that you go into when you're not in alignment and realizing, am I feeling frustrated? Am I feeling bitter? Am I feeling angry? Am I feeling disappointment more often than not? And where am I feeling that? Am I feeling that with my business? Am I feeling that in my love life? Am I feeling that with my family, within my home? Like, and how do I make a conscious choice to stop that? Because you can't just continue to operate from misalignment and expect to get anywhere in this. It's going to be an extremely hard lifetime for you because you're battling the current the entire time. And if you just figure out how to get to alignment, you like are going down the lazy river and still getting all the things that you're meant to get. Yeah. What you said right there is making that conscious choice. I was just having a conversation this morning with someone. I was telling them like, you just have to make the choice. You know, everybody goes through life and they just kind of like accept, you know, they're on that current. They're just going where the water is taking them, but you could just make the choice to turn it around, to to go from feeling negative and discouraged to feeling happy. It's, it's literally just a choice. And when Um, we spend years misaligned with a nervous system, that's just going haywire. We're going to allow disease into our life. Right. And it's not just like disease, like prognosis, but it's like dis-ease. Oh, yeah. I love that. I've never (laughs) even thought of that word like that. Yeah. Um, In terms of business, what I was really enlightening to me when I learned that I'm a manifesting generator was like, as you said, they kind of do all the things like the jack of all trades. And it... Um, I was trying to figure out like, okay, should I focus on one offer? Should I continue with this different offer suite? And then I, I took the man, the HD, you know, quiz, figured out what it was. I was like, oh my gosh, I am meant to be doing all the different things. Like I get bored easily and I can do all of these different things. So it's really important for those of you in business to figure out yours. And then it will kind of tell you what your offer suite should look like. And it gives you that validation and, and that guidance. Yeah. And yours is probably going to be most brilliant when you're doing those live launches. Yeah. Where you're not sitting there stuck creating the programming beforehand. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> okay. So talk to me about um, traumas, triggers, and energetic blocks that are holding us back from manifesting our, our dreams and the life that we want. Yeah. So the first seven years of your life, you're, you're sitting there trying to learn in your familial unit of how to act, how to behave, how to survive basically. And you're getting feedback constantly. Like I, like I said, I've said before, like I could run through my house naked as an adult and not get feedback immediately. But as a kid, you're going to get feedback immediately. Somebody is always there to give you feedback, right? You're not alone. And you're taking on these programs and your kids are super resilient and super fast about making something the truth. Like if you tell them something, they're like, oh, okay, well, it's that way because of this. And they'll just create that. And it doesn't matter if it's true or false, it's true to them. And they will carry that story for a long time until they learn it. Otherwise, you know, that to be true. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So basically we are taking on all of these. I mean, if you think about your iPhone, right, you're taking on all of these programs and then you get to a point in your life where you're like feeling friction, you're feeling stress, you're feeling whatever your not self-theme is, anger, resentment, betterment, all that stuff. And you're continuing to forge forward because you were told that's how you need to go. You need to, you know, do the hustle, do the grind. What do you say? Nose to the grindstone and trading dollars for hours. Like I could quote all of your Yeah. You know, my language. I know it. Yeah. So you're doing it and you're doing it and it is not fulfilling. 
So if you think into all portions of your life, like we name the top three right now, home life, work life, love life, where are you feeling friction and how does it, how does it not align with what you desire in life? Because we all know what we don't want, but do we actually take the time to know what we want? And there's this scene from the notebook and, and Noah's was like, Allie, what do you want? She's like, it's not that easy. I don't know. <laughs> we don't take the time to think about what we do want. And when we finally do think about what we want, how far off are we? Are we, you know, on a timeline that is going nowhere near it? Because if we are, we need to figure out how to get to the timeline that we want to be on. And the trajectory of doing that works with doing the deep work. So identifying what is causing you to keep making this choice to go off on this path when you should be going off on this path. So I'm here in this lifetime and my chart is like insanely packed with in, in the house of family, fourth house, I'm Scorpio. I have Saturn's conjunct my son, Pluto's right there too. And I'm like, meant to basically dig deep on all of the programming that we have in the family unit. So the deep reprogramming on inner child work on reparenting yourself, you know, we grew up as latchkey kids (laughs) and now we are sitting here as adults and we think we have to do everything on our own and everything's supposed to be difficult. And it's not, but we didn't know any better because for the first like 17 years of our life, we were ending for ourselves and we had to make those choices in order to, in our world, survive because kids are narcissistic in the way that they function as a survival mechanism until their amygdala is fully formed. They are operating in their own world. The world revolves around them. So you do this work, you do the, you know, you identify your traumas, your triggers and all of this. And then you can do even deeper work. You can do work in the Akashics to understand what soul contracts you have that are holding you back. You can understand what your life's purpose is, what your, what your frequency is in this lifetime of where your energy naturally wants to flow. And that's, that's basically what I help my clients with. Um, all you have, you, you're dropping so many terms and things here that, I mean, I considered myself kind of woo and then I've been talking to you and I'm like, wow, like I don't know a lot of stuff, but, and you have this like just deep wisdom. Um, it's so enlightening. So how can the people listening assess what and where their triggers and their traumas and their blocks are? Yeah. So where are you experiencing resistance? If I, if you were to say to me what exactly you want, so you want a restful night's sleep or you want the tall, dark, and handsome husband who worships the ground you walk on, right? You think about what you want. And then you think about what's the story that's coming up telling you why you can't have that. Well, I have four kids or, um, I don't have the right body for a tall, dark, and handsome, beautiful man to worship me. Like whatever these blocks are that cause you to kind of like contract away from that desire. And then sitting there and thinking about, well, where did that come from? Who told me that story? Did I learn it from TV marketing? Did I learn it because when I was in sixth grade, this happened at the lunchroom and somebody called me fat, right? Like, did I learn it because I didn't have anyone there to help me as a child? So I had to do it all myself. And so no one's going to get these kids out of the house if I'm not the one doing it, right? Where did that come from? So just continuing to go back 
it sounds like a lot of work, but when you do it in a breathwork ceremony, it happens instantaneously. That is cool. And so with the breathwork ceremony you do, there's movement involved, you said. So, I mean, do you believe, I know in yoga, it's like, you know, you store stress and trauma in your hips. And is that part of like what you teach and, you know, believe too? I mostly guide you based on the intuitive wisdom of your own body. So when I'm seeing people clenching their jaw, I'm telling them, relax your jaw, roll your shoulders, like wherever you're storing it is going to show on your body. And I'm perceiving that and reminding you to release it. It's not like, um, like a booty yoga class where you're like actively breathing, but also like shaking your whole body. It just happens to be where, you know, the movement needs to happen, but yes, your body keeps score and it contracts every single time a threat that has happened to it in the past that's caused damage or trauma comes around again. And so when you, when, so this somatic breath work, it helps you to release it in that moment. And then, and then it's gone and then it's gone for, it's gone. Well, you're consciously aware of it and you have, you understand and you have the tools to make a different change the next time. Okay. This is so cool. So if you're in Philadelphia, you guys need to go, uh, I'm going to have the links in my show notes. So you'll be able to connect with Tiffany and see what she's offering, follow her, you know, all that kind of stuff. But if you're in Philadelphia, you should definitely go. I live in Pittsburgh. Um, Tiffany's in Philadelphia. I think it's like a five hour drive. So maybe I'll make the the journey one day and come and have like an in-person session with you. Do you do Reiki sessions virtually or in person? Everything I do, I can do it virtually and in okay. person. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Energy transcends space and time, Ashley. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Um, okay. So I, I have another question for you. You just cracked the code on how I know we talked with, when we talked on a one-on-one session, you're like, you know, this is what I do with one-on-one clients. Like, how do I translate this to a course? You had a lot of resistance there around putting it into a course, but you recently figured it all out. You cracked the code and it's out there. So tell me, um, what kind of breakthroughs you're helping your clients have, um, and how they're stepping into their, higher selves and these states of self-awareness and self-love and self-confidence and aligning to their purpose and all these things through your coursework and what you do. Yeah. So I, like I said, I've been working with one-on-one clients for the better part of the past 18 months doing this high touch, um, personalized care. Right. And I have recently discovered that by doing the, I think the online breath work has showed me that the activations that happen can be just as powerful in a group setting and obviously leaving time for decompression afterwards, if they need to get a hold of me. But, um, for the most part, everything that I do can be done in a group setting, which means that I can hold group cohorts and I can hold that as a, you know, an opportunity for like a hybrid coaching slash, um, coursework to learn and then have the healings as in a group forum. And so that's basically what the code I cracked was. I was like, oh my God, yeah, I can do this in a group setting and still have it feel super personalized because it's all an inward journey that they're going on and allowing them, you know, the capacity to reach out for that extra touch point if they need to. And so I think the interesting part for me was for like talking to you, I feel like that would help a lot of coaches and people who work one-on-one in a very high touch personalized capacity to realize that online coursework can be hybridized and can be done this way. 
Um, I've seen shifts with my clients alone with the work that I have. Um, one in particular was insane. She does courses like you, she creates courses like very consistently. And she asked me one day why she wasn't like attracting that top tier client. She had this hustle culture, the CEO culture, um, for a lot of her coursework. And we went into her records and what came through was insane. The, the disconnect between the client that she wanted and the client that she had was that she was telling them how to make the money, but they already knew they already had it. What they wanted to know was what's next. How do I find the joy? What do I do with all of this? So the words that came through was romanticizing every moment. And she, with her like projector wisdom as a reflector or as a projector in human design, internalized that for a few days and created a course on romanticizing your life. And it took her exactly where she wanted to go. It brought in the clients that she wanted and she just, she launched an amazing course. Um, another thing that I've worked with is I've worked with actually a couple beach buddy coaches who are like the same as me, like wanting to be with, you know, the, the health and the wellness, but not understanding why they were like not seeing success in any of the MLMs that they were working with. And one of the clients that I worked with, the thing that came through for her was that she is actually that like special sauce. It's not whatever she's selling or whatever she's partnering with. It's her. And she has since gone on to create, um, she is a freedom coach. Now she helps you to enact on what you want to be free. And she gives you all the radical self-love, um, that you would get that you need that you need to get in order to make that transition. So helping her identify with what she was in alignment with and how she could actually capitalize on that. So you just facilitate huge life-changing breakthroughs. That's basically what you do. Pivot into alignment. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah I, so tell us about the, I know you've told me about records, but for people who are like, what are these records? What is she talking about? Is she in like a file cabinet? Give us an, tell us more about these. Yeah. So your Akashic records, um, basically it's your energetic. Um, so the moment that your soul begins, it's creation. It's taking on and storing all of the memories from all the lifetimes you've ever had in your Akashic records. Younger people tend to see it as like a cloud data storage around your body. Older people tend to see it as like a hall of books, like Harry Potter's Hogwarts, you know, library. However you see it is perfectly fine. But basically the energy is stored in your energetic body and you carry that with you everywhere. And I use this pathway prior to enter the Akashic records. Everyone can get into their own records, by the way. It's nothing special, but we all have different access points, which is cool. So if you have like, if you decide to have like a party and everyone read records, everyone will sense something slightly different as a slightly different version of the truth. Right. So your Kashuk records store all of your truths from this lifetime, past lifetime, parallel, future, past, all of it. And it allows you to understand, um, your soul's purpose in this lifetime, which you chose when you were about to incarnate. And then it allows you to also understand what your soul contract is with people that you know, love, haven't met your soul family. <clears throat> and it allows you to understand at a the deep level, like why you're here, which I think a lot of people think they know why they're here, but they're thinking that it's, they're making it overcomplicated, 
really why you're here is just like a frequency that you're holding. And so that frequency is meant to be shared with others, right? So I help you figure out what that is. <laughs> so, okay. So you do, I mean, the, again, the break, you can literally have life-changing breakthroughs with Tiffany hair. So if you're struggling with anxiety or you're not able to make long, long lasting changes or lose weight or have success in business or find your mate or have a good marriage, basically you do it all. You can help people work through all of these issues, right? Yes. Yes. Because it's, I mean, one, it's in your records or it's in your energy field or it's in your subconscious mind. So yes. <laughs> um, but you have this, you have a special gift and, and a way of seeing it and bringing it to light and helping people work through it. Yeah. And one of the ways that I sense it is also in my body. So wherever I'm, if I'm in your energy field and we're doing work together, I'm feeling exactly what you're feeling. Is that wild? So cool. <laughs> it is so, so cool. I am very, very interested in this. And I love, so that's why now it makes sense. So before um, this podcast started, I was like, how do you want me to introduce you? Like, what's your title? And she said, you know, multidisciplinary quantum healer. I had to write that down. I was like, what the F? And now it's like all making sense. Even though I know, I knew what you did. I knew all the things and your, you know, the skills that you had, but um, it took this podcast episode to like put it all together and yeah. for it to like all click. Cause it's so complex and not mainstream, yeah. which is, I think so cool. It's super well, I mean, <laughs> but I love it. And I feel like, cause so often, and I see this a lot, um, you know, I talk about mindset, but people do all the strategies They're like, I'm doing X, Y, Z, you know, I'm, I'm doing the affirmations. I'm doing all these things and, and it's not working. Because there's this whole other dimension, this whole other world that you are unaware of, of our energies and the blocks and the traumas and the things that are keeping us stuck here. And until you realize that, you know, and your nervous system, people go through life, like just really unaware of how they feel and their bodies and the trauma and the stress that they're holding and how that's blocking them from what they want to achieve. And you're bringing that to light for people and helping them work through it. Yeah. The universe operates on a frequency of love, right? unconditional love. And when we are holding all of those stresses in our bodies, we are coming in, in the survival mode area. We're coming in fear, scarcity, all of that stuff. And it doesn't matter how many money mindsets you do. If you're holding that frequency, like in your cells, in your subconscious mind, in your energy field, and you don't realize that you don't know how to release it because it's a program that you received when you were like literally born. <laughs> Yeah. It's ancestral. It's so ancestral. It's crazy. <clears throat> like we were raised by boomers who were raised by people who were in the depression era. Mm -hmm. And we have to figure out no amount of money mindset work that you're going to do is going to help you easily clear that it's going to be a long road. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So Tiffany, where can people find you? And then what um, do you have to offer to them that I will have all linked in the show notes so you guys can if any of this spoke to you and you're like, I need to work with her, I need her in my life, tell us where they can find you and what you are offering. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at sacred vitality. Um, I also have on the first Wednesday of every month, I, I provided Ashley with a code for free breathwork, uh, full transformational breathworks uh, ceremony, which is tonight or, you know, whenever this episode airs the first Wednesday of your listening. And so that code will be breathe life into me. And then, um, my course launches as a group program on April 11th at the founder's rate. So it'll never be this low again. And that is a five week course. We start off with the first week being 
transformational breath work. Then we go into your Kashuk records. We do some Reiki healing. We do quantum timeline healing and shifting, um, all of that wonderful stuff in those five weeks. I've seen massive changes. I've seen people heal traumas that are 60 years old. Um, I've seen them, you know, understand why they are rejecting things that, that they don't want to be rejecting. I've seen them move from ego fed desires into soul led desires. And when you do that, life becomes easy. <laughs> There's no more uphill battle. So that I provided you with a special link for that. Um, yeah, that's, that's basically, I'm also hosting a retreat in Glastonbury in England. If anybody is interested on, Fourth of July. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so I cool. Know. Where was yeah. your last retreat? It was Arizona, Colorado Springs. Colorado. Yeah, yeah, it was very nice. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> okay, so um, that program sounds amazing, incredible, and just in time, like it's spring. I feel like people need to like, you know, get the cobwebs gone from their body, <laughs> their 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 ancestry. Like we just need every. <laughs> this is the perfect time to just shed all of that mm-hmm. and to just like reemerge, you know, it's yes. kind of like a snake shedding its skin and coming through as like a new person. So what a perfect time to do that. So yeah. I will be jumping into that program. That sounds amazing. Uh-oh. Um, and I thank you for teaching me so much about this and, and, and my listeners. And if you guys are feeling stuck and, you know, down anything that Tiffany talked about, you know, find her on Instagram. I'll have her username linked, her handle linked. And uh, I hope that you will reach out to her and work with her in some capacity as well. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you, Ashley, for having me. I, you know, oh my gosh, I am so grateful to you and all of your coachings because like I said, it was just spinning around me for like a year. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to use this. Finally. Oh. Yes. yes. <laughs> so I, I, as I tell you, every everything that anybody is doing can be turned into some sort of course. And now you get to impact so many more people through a group program than one-on-one. Yes. And so one, it benefits you because you get to have more impact and you also get to make more money um, because you're not just, you know, it's not hours for dollars now, you know, you're impacting more people, but then that group experience is such, it, you know, it's that's, sisterhood. yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Men are allowed to come too, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I'm so happy for you and feel so enlightened and, and better just and hopeful of like, okay, I can clear these blocks, like things that have been holding me back. Like you have the solution and I am thankful for you. Mm-hmm. So thankful for you too. Right. Bye. All right. See you next week.